What up, guys? Welcome to the Raising Worth podcast. Raising Worth is a family and an organization who advocates for healthy and connected families. We believe connection takes place when we truly understand the value of one another. A major focus of our mission is connecting families with the heart to adopt with the right resources. So you know the drill. We're here to highlight, uncover, and talk about people, places, and things all raising worth in their community. It could feel random at times. We'll have people on the show from all walks of life. It could be from Bitcoin to adoption and anywhere in between. Thank you so much for being here because we know you could be anywhere in the world right now. All right. Okay, we are so excited, you guys, because we have one of our favorite people in the whole world on the podcast today. We have Kate Wilson. And Kate, I'm, I'm not even going to butcher it. You tell us all about you. Tell us who you are. Tell us about your family. Tell us everything. Okay, so I am a single foster and adoptive mom of five siblings under the age of five. I um, have been fostering for, in January, three years. This has always been a dream of mine. Yes. This is something that has always been in my heart since I was about seven. I remember even Evie and I dreaming all the babies all the babies um just i've always had a heart for kids like vulnerable children locally and overseas i i really believe in adoption and and supporting children orphan children no matter where they are yes you know i feel like some people will focus so much on overseas or so much on here but there's children across the world who need us yeah so i've been just very passionate about that for my whole life but uh finally about three years ago signed up to become a foster mom as a single woman kind of put aside that waiting for a man yes. and hoping the man would come and putting my life on hold till he got here and decided to pursue it on my own. And God totally just blew my yes. world. And you, you were living in like a 600 square foot apartment. What was yes. that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Remember how little that was? Yes. <laughs> I was like, and I signed up to foster one yes. child in my training. They said, you know, there's siblings that come in all the time. You should consider two. I was like, I can do two. Yes. And then lo and behold, I picked up a two-year-old girl one day and she was part of a sibling group of four in the process of me getting her and getting her three other siblings. Mom had a baby, so I ended up with five in a nine-month period. Oh my gosh. So my world was, you know, went from, you know, a relatively cool car. I wouldn't say I had the coolest car. You went so from, I remember, <laughs> I remember your swaggy CR, not CRV, what HRV, was it? HRV, right? HRV. Yeah. Yes. and remember when our kids came home, Kate was the first one that, one of the first ones that we would let, you like yeah. drove oh with them, you were like with gosh. them, That's right. You, like, they like spent time with, I was always right. like, Kate, I need you for, and you were oh, like, oh, I'm over here, love that. Yeah. Love that <laughs> and so your much. past um, experience, you were a children's pastor for how long? Like um, a long like time, thirteen years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you've always you just have a heart for kids. Yes, and then it obviously flew into or kind of bled into adoption. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, I wanted to first of all, I just wanted to say, <laughs> you have so much courage. I'm so impressed. Yeah. You're literally like a modern day superhero. Yeah. And I was thinking about all night last night how excited I am to just hear about the backstory yeah. of he how he went through your Instagram and was like, I'm I was so just researching, you know, it was amazing. Oh <laughs> well, I mean, it's amazing. Like you, you think about there's, there has to have been so much work leading up to, you know, just heart work, emotional work, mental work, oh spiritual work mm-hmm. leading up to fostering and adopting five children five. on your own five under six right yes well the, about five under six, five so five five under five yeah. that's a good Needs maybe a, a documentary <laughs> netflix <laughs> sign her up netflix five <laughs> under five um so for real yeah I, I wanted to know like where did like this idea of adoption start for you okay i mean where were you how old were you did you have family members that adopted like Okay. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit about so that? I got a heart for adoption in first grade. So I was about six or seven. Wow. I'm not sure. It's amazing. Obviously how old, but I met a girl. Her, her name was Brienne, and she became my best friend. And I remember her one day telling me, or showing me, sorry, a piece of paper in her house. And back then, adoptions were done way different. It was closed. Like, obviously, you didn't even know. Totally. Parents. Yeah. And on this piece of paper had her birth mom's height hair color and eye color, and then her birth dad's height, hair color, eye color, oh, wow. where she was adopted from, how old she was. And I was just so intrigued by it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I ran home and was like, mom, do I have a piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, tells um, me about my yeah. birth parents. So at that point, then obviously I wanted to adopt a sister. So yeah. I begged my parents for a sister that didn't happen. So about 14, 15, obviously I realized, well, this is, this dream is up to me. Yeah. I'm going to have to make it's amazing. happen and I'm going to adopt. So like the the desire to adopt I think is 
you know, changed. I envisioned at first going to Africa. I really wanted to go to Africa, adopt. And, you know, so I, I remember saying that, uh, and I don't know, this was, must have been in my 20s, but when I would meet my husband, we would sign our adoption, or our marriage certificate, sorry, and our adoption um, papers at the same time. Like, oh, I don't know. Awesome. The minute yeah. I was awesome. adopted. It comes with the package. Well, I can't talk. Yeah. The minute I would marry, get married, yeah. I would, we would adopt. Yeah. Yes. Like, it was like, boom. Yeah. No more waiting. I love it. I'd already yeah. waited long enough right. to do this. Right. Then I started getting into my 30s and realizing, you know, I remember saying, when I'm 30, I'll, I'll, I'll adopt on my own. Well, yeah. when I'm 35, I'll adopt on my own. Right. Well, for me, I feel like financially, like adopting just seemed like a lot of, to undertake. Absolutely. I kind of got involved in the foster care world and started like doing my part with foster kids, but still thinking I needed to wait to um, become a foster parent. And I right. remember like 10 years ago, you were involved with the refugee community yeah. and you were doing yeah. that. So. It's, it's just, just kind of, been yeah, in it's me. always been in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, you said something, you were just talking about how you were waiting yeah. and waiting 30, 35, it goes by on February, you, you had said something on your Instagram and, and you said, I thought, or it says something, but the key to kids was a husband, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what you're thinking. Yes, and for sure. Can you go into that a little bit? Because I feel like yes, there's probably so yeah. many women out there, and we have gotten, or specifically EB on her Instagram, has gotten a lot of you know single women yeah, that awesome. want to adopt, but mm -hmm. I feel like that feel like might be the, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, that's the ticket. You well, know, I think finding as, a, as a young kid, right, we, I always think of that song, first comes love, then comes marriage. Totally. Comes so, <laughs> As a young age, a it's ingrained. Totally. I'm not saying do things out of God's will. Right. Sure. I feel like obviously, you know. There's a rhythm that right. you yeah, submit to. Yeah. You want to be aligned sure. to God. And sure. um, so I feel like from a young age, I thought that was what had to happen. First yeah. comes up. Yeah. Then the marriage. Then I'm going to get those babies that I really want. Yeah. And so like I kept putting it off because I felt the key to my children. And it, it's not just biological. I wasn't thinking like key to biological children. I just felt like I needed to be married even to adopt. Totally. Right. Because like, you know, like obviously it's. There's a lot of untangling of these norms that, yeah, right. sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not at all. I think that is obviously how. And two incomes, right. just these practical yes, things, yeah. Two incomes, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sure. yeah. There's a lot of reasons why it would be. And easier. help, yeah. my gosh, help! Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. like, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. having help? Would no, it just I, be I, a dream? People message me all the time, be like, I don't know how you do it. You know, my husband's gone for a week, and I'm like, listen. This is this all is I know. The normal to me. Yeah. It's not the normal to you. Sure. I I signed up and. I wanted point. these kids by myself. I knew I wasn't depending on right. anybody. So I do understand when people's husbands leave for a week and they're like, this And is it's so hard. hard, sure. Because it's not normal to them. Right. right. This is normal to me. So I never want people to be like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You do it on your own. Because I just, I'm used to it now. Sure. So when the husband comes I was just going to say, that's <laughs> going to be a cakewalk. That's going to be easy for you. Peace out. Ring on the finger. I'm gone for a while. Oh my God. So what is yeah. it, what, like, what would you say to somebody, you know, people probably slide into your DMs too. The yeah. key to adopting kids is a husband. What would you say to that? I would say, obviously, like, you can do it on your own. You can do it. And honestly, just build the community around you, the right. people around you to support you. Right. And, you know, like, for me, my boys love men, right? So I have totally. people that come around and, like, we'll take them fishing or do things with them because I really do it's important. think those, that's important. And also my girls, there's certain guys in their life that they just love. Sure. And those people love on them and play that role. Right. So I think if you build the right community around you, your kids will be blessed regardless 100%. of your That's amazing. or not. Absolutely. And my kids are Hispanic, so I understand that too. And, right. you know, taking them, we went to Quinceanera. Yes. And taking them around the... Um, people who can speak Spanish to them. Yeah. Totally. Culture is yeah. so important. Totally. And they, they don't, I don't think my kids, they know there's not a dad and they will say, I, I want a dad. They actually will say they want a sugar daddy, which is my fault. <laughs> one day, you say same, girl. Yeah, I know. Like, so they, I just was on the phone and I said, I just want a sugar daddy. Joking. And then now it's just running Totally, joke. picked it up, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when I do get married, which Lord. How tender time. would it be if they really did call him Sugar Daddy? I hope they do. Oh my gosh! That yeah, I think you could do it on your own, and it's about building that support and community around you. So yeah, that you're not alone in it. And mm -hmm. you know, I did have people when I signed up. I remember someone saying, oh, "Are you sure you want to do this?" You know, 
foster kids have issues and they're going to need a dad. And obviously dads are important, but they need love, stability, consistency. They need to know that, you know, that no matter their past, that they have an amazing future. And I think that's really what's important. So I'd say, go for it. If it's in your heart and God's on your heart, you can do it. Okay. Totally. So you just brought up another point that I, I wrote down, which is such an amazing uh, I'm amazing segue. I'm glad you brought it up because I really I want to hear your thoughts on it because there are a lot of people that do say that about mm-hmm. you know kids in the foster system or kids mm-hmm. that are be adopted. They have issues. That's one of the fears. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Like these yeah. kids have issues. It's almost like said in a hopeless way too. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. So what what would you say one to that group of people? Like yeah. what what would you say to that sentiment? And then two, you know, after that, like what would you say to people who've probably heard that? And maybe have stopped because somebody told them. Technically, we're all working through something. And I would say I've met so many foster children. I'm like, from people I, um, you know, that know that foster from events. Totally. They, these children handle so much better situations that they've gone through than most adults. You know, if you think about adults, how I handle, you know, like even in dating, like when, you know, something doesn't work out with a guy, being rejected is really oh, hard. I Can know. you imagine being rejected by your parents? As a six-year-old? Yeah. 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 And the way they handle is so much better than adults. I and I know. think, like, I have seen kids hmm. transform in my home. Yes. Not because of me, not because just because I, you know, but just because of consistency and love. Yeah. And you see so them, you know, work through things. And another thing I would say is I've seen more... Um, biological children who act out. Oh, tell us. Thank you. Say it louder. <laughs> Say it louder. Who might have more issues. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad children. you brought that up. Yeah, for real. We always talk about that, how the stigma is placed on these children, but then it's like, oh my gosh, look at children as a whole. Look yeah. at you, the whole, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and your friends or, you know, friends' friends have their kids over and Lo and behold, they might be acting out a lot more than your children, yeah. right? Or exactly. doing the same things your children yeah. are doing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kids, sure. right? And I feel like we blame foster children like, if they have a behavioral issue on right, like saying they have issues. The but circumstance. all kids are working. You know, my yes. two-year-old, just the other day, we were at the gym last night, and he like hit a kid, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not... It's he's two. Sure. Totally. Yeah, he's how to two. Respond and yes. React. Like, yeah. it's yes, and emotions and all the things. Has anything to do with him being in foster care, yeah. being right. adopted? He's two. Yeah. Right. So if you label him, oh, you're a foster kid, and that's why you're dealing with that. Right. Then what is that going to do to his future? Uh, yeah. Doesn't don't you feel like that almost? It's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Totally. Where people, you're speaking that into the right, life. and then you look for it more, mm-hmm. and then you, you. Oh, he didn't eat his food. Right. Oh, he. Oh, yeah. That's it. Looks a little disheveled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. it's because. Yeah. Right. XYZ. Like oh, a normal kid sure. doesn't go through that. Like mm-hmm. a, a normal yeah. kid, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. doesn't go through that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like they make it's like these categories of normal, yeah. not normal, mm-hmm. right? Which is, I mean, I don't know. It just seems so silly. It, it really, really does, <laughs> and that's definitely something I'm very passionate about: changing the idea of what a foster child is. And God spoke right. to me when I signed up in like January, February. I don't know exactly when, but uh, He spoke to me. Your your children will be the faces of foster care, and oh. I didn't even have them yet. I had no oh my idea gosh. what they were gonna look like. I had no idea it was so gonna beautiful. have five. It's so true. They're not these children with messed up issues, behavioral issues. You know, they're not dirty. They're not homely. They're just beautiful children who have uh. gone through more than most adults have gone through. And you know, yeah, and a little grace. Yeah, I yeah. know. I, I just, no. this morning when I was pulling up the questions for this, I, ju- I looked up your name in my email and uh, we did your reference for yes, your you foster did. care. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was looking That's at the wild. questions that they sent and I was like, there's literally no one that I would recommend more. I forgot. And then we even put, there's few people that we actually trust our children with. Like mm. it was so funny. Wow. But yeah, a, a lot of the things that we read on our PDF, I feel like she can actually speak into. Yeah. And one of the things was... Um, Obviously, with foster care, one of the biggest fears is, oh, I'm yeah. going to fall in love with this baby mm-hmm. or this child or yeah. a teenager or whatever, and then they're going to have reunification yeah. or they're going to get taken away. Yeah. Speak into that. Because you obviously fostered a lot before yeah. your permanent and placement. Seen, and seen the five. stress yeah. of mm-hmm. um, that you're five. Remember, we were all on pins and needles of like, at any moment, it could change. Yeah. Oh, I, I always say foster care is like a roller coaster. Like, yeah. You know, like I, I think of Dis- or, uh, 
Is it Disneyland? Six Flags? Uh, well, the one where you, you wait in the long line, oh. right? And you get on it, it's like five, four, three. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. California so screaming. <laughs> and then, boom, it shoots you. Yes. And, like, as you're on the ride, you, you're laughing. At moments, you're freaking yeah, out. Totally. Sometimes you're crying. Yeah, totally. And then you get off and you're like, let me do it again. Yeah, totally. and, You know, like, all that. So Foster Care is an adrenaline it's, rush. It's honestly, like, <laughs> what it comes down to when you get a child in your home, you automatic. I always say your heart doesn't know what your head knows. Your head knows they're not biologically yours, but your heart doesn't think that. Totally. Like, they're in my home. Yeah. I'm going to love them like they're mine mm-hmm. with the head knowledge that they do belong to somebody else. Yep. And so I feel like, you know, you get this kid in your home, but when you're in foster care, there's a point in the case where you know it's reunification. Right. And that's when there's a shift in you where you're like, okay, we're heading towards reunification. And that happened with mm. um, my Multiple, yeah. yeah. And obviously I would have adopted her. I would have kept her forever if it had gone that route. But her mom worked so hard to get mm-hmm. her back. Right. And I am so happy for them. Yeah. And it was a beautiful moment to like, give her back to her mom after yes. all this that she worked hard for. Now, my other five, you know, that wasn't the case. There was circumstances that sure. prevented that from sure. happening. So I knew for quite a long time before I adopted him, I was going to adopt him. But when you're in it and it's still that you just never know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. it isn't – you literally are stricken with anxiety. Oh, yeah. totally. It's like every <clears throat> totally. time a caseworker would pop up, I'd be like – Oh, oh, I know, on your yeah. phone, like, I can't oh, imagine. Like, is, <laughs> is it another baby, or are they taking yeah. something away? Right. Or yeah. yeah, Oh, it's like that until they're adopted, and you're like, whew. Oh, like my gosh. All the weight lifts off your shoulders. Right. So tell us about the experience of foster care. You literally, you get home study approved. Mm-hmm. You then just wait. You tell them what you're open to age-wise. Like, tell us kind yes. of the, pro- take someone who knows nothing about the foster so, care system. Your first step would be fill out an application online. And I always tell people, because obviously people here, I just Google, how do I become a foster parent? Totally. Google it, pops up, fill out the application. Yep. You submit the application and then someone will reach out to you telling you to um, basically pick your classes. So okay. there's all these different days and times you can do your classes. I remember your classes. Weren't yeah. they like three hours? Yes. Uh, yeah. And for week. six weeks. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. So I so you do that. Once you're done with that, then you go to your home study. Yeah. And the home study is basically just making sure, you know, financially, yeah. all the things are in Freak. Remember freaking out about home study? Yeah, I know. You're it's like, oh, wait, this is my house. It always smells like fresh cookies. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always cool. clean. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's always this clean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we never, yeah. You feel like a lady the with like dark made. sunglasses and like gloves is gonna like show <laughs> up and yeah, dirt yeah, yeah. And, and it's literally just making yeah. sure you're that yeah. you're a home, that yeah. your home Remember is literally they, functioning. I feel like what they mainly look for is smoke detectors, totally um, right. carbon monoxide. Yep. Yeah. Do you have a a, a gate for your fireplace? Yes. You have a baby? Right. Yep. Those things are really what they're totally looking for. Yeah. You know, do you have a fridge, running water, yeah. to yeah. eat, all that stuff. Um, and then basically you, you get your home study done and then it's just a waiting thing. But I will tell you here in Idaho, and I don't know where it's like across the nation, but as of November, they're speeding up the process to get people. Oh, yes. I bet. Okay. So yes, which wow. is really great. Cause I waited five months. Is that because of like COVID I and all those? I believe so, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, but I just know I was told by one of the people in charge yeah. that they're speeding it up. That's, That's awesome. Something to look into. So, yeah. yeah. I know. So yeah. you're not waiting as long. For and sure. I think they just want to get people going and taking on kids, but they are seeing a huge influx coming in yeah, yeah. totally right i've heard that yeah, yeah yeah i know like you know we, a lot of people have lost yeah. their jobs and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of domestic abuse that's affected oh, foster yeah. adoption mm-hmm. like all those things so that makes sense oh, yeah. so that's a big need right now being able to feed them yeah yeah totally like, there's a yeah. lot of factors that's yeah. a huge yeah. need wow so then um you finish the class and then how long until your first placement well, mine's a little tricky because I went to Haiti in the middle of Oh, that's of it. right. So I was in Haiti for two weeks, so they kind of put me on hold. But I finished my classes in March and got my first child in June. Okay, So March. there's a little bit of a gap, yeah. but again, it was because I... But it's on. still pretty fast. They didn't put me on... And did you say, I'm open to any child, I any age? I did not. I, in fact, said I wanted a 5 to 12-year-old. I remember. Girls. Remember, you were yeah. terrified of babies. Yeah, I did not want a baby. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I did Yes, not. she I was like, not. she loved, she wanted a teenager. Oh, yes. yeah, I wanted them older, and then I ended up with 5 under 5. And yeah. actually, when I first got them, I had 5 under three years old right wow. so, or four years old I guess yeah. I wouldn't be right three wow. but yeah yeah no I, I told it but you have to say yes to it it's not like they force you to sure right. 
they present the case. That, so she calls you and says, this yeah. is a situation. And yes. then does she say, think about it? Or do you have a time limit when they call? You can't think about it, but you're running the risk. If, if it's something Somebody. you feel called, like, yes, I feel yes. I wouldn't say think, think yeah. about it because they're going to go down the list and start calling everyone. I mean, else. these children are waiting in yeah. a chair for someone to say, yeah. and then you just drive and them they there. don't want to, you know, at the end of the work day. Yeah, go. of so course. Yes. To make sure they have a home by that day. So they're trying to make the decision that day. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They, don't, they don't want them... You know. Yeah. A lot no, of that makes sense. I had a friend reach out to me and said they had ten kids last Friday waiting in the office. You're kidding? No homes. Yeah. So that's what they. That literally makes me want to sign saying, up I know. today I know. <laughs> to foster. So oh is gosh. it the same for respite care for all of this training within that's foster crazy. care? Is Res- it similar? Respite training? care is a little different because you're taking a child from a foster parent. Right. So you're just, just for rest. Them on. Right. You can also we- do respite if it's an emergency case where they can't find a home, but hey, you're willing to take this child until yeah. we find them right. a home. So there's those type of situations too, okay. but the training would be the same. Okay. You so have you have adopted all five of these babies yeah. and are you still technically a foster? Do they call so, you for this? Well, I'm getting licensed for one more on November 9th. <laughs> oh, shoot. Which yes. is, is it, is that not, um, oh, it's the a day after day a world adoption day. day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, it's. Yeah. yeah. I just reached out to them. I was like, Hey, I, I have a, an extra queen bed and an extra crib. And I have two spots in my car. Who are you? <laughs> She's like, I'm open to getting a 12 passenger yeah. van. Oh, She's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what we yeah. talk about the Nissan. Nissan I love it. I, lo- I love the mentality of if there's a seat open, let's just do this. Fill it. You know, yeah, you, that's really beautiful. Sure. Not, you know, all seats are filled, so I'm still open. Yeah, that's I feel amazing. Like that's how I, I want to be for forever. Yeah. I'm in a home wow. that will always have a spot for somebody wow. yeah. to fill. That's yeah, amazing. That's incredible. Can we go back a little yeah, bit? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Because I had a question about the reunification okay. because it's such a big yeah, topic. Yeah, it's a big fear. Right? You said something that was interesting to me. You said you felt like there's a mental shift that allowed you to, like, prepare for mm-hmm. reunification. Like, yeah. you kind of felt – can you yeah. describe that a little bit? Like, what was that like? How did you know that, you know? Yeah. Gosh, okay, so obviously we have court hearings, and right now you're not going into what right. you're doing soon, but back when I had my seven-year-old and was reunified, you know, I showed up for every single court hearing. I'm like, I'm representing what's going on in my home right, right. now with her, so I yes. wanted the judge to always know how she was doing. Yes. And so <clears throat> you go into these court hearings, and they kind of tell you ahead of time what's going to be talked about, what's going to happen. So there's this court hearing called TPR and it's termination of parental rights. Yeah. So that's like the okay. big one. You know, if you're going to that, you're going to get an going, answer. It's most likely going to adoption. Not always, but it's most likely. So one before that is kind of like to evaluate if that's where it's going. So I, I remember even going into that hearing, like, I love this little girl. I, I would love to keep her, you know, and when they announced she's going to be moving towards home and, you know, they basically upped the visits. So then mom got overnights with her. Once mom got overnights, I feel like there was there was that mental shift in my mind and in my heart even to be like, I'm supporting this. She was not meant to be mine. She was meant to be with me for a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. I was meant to love her for a little bit. Show her the love of Jesus. Totally. Yeah, she was not good. meant to be with me for forever. And so I feel like there's purpose in that as well. Yeah. And realizing, okay, my purpose for her was this time. And I'm still involved in her life. I still see her. That's amazing. But it was really that six months that she was under my roof that I got to impact her. Six life. months is a long time. Yeah. yeah so is. tell me this has there been a situation where they don't want to leave you? Well, my five right now, yes. We they sure, yeah. To leave. Oh, like I can't were, imagine. They'd been moved multiple times, and they were in separate homes, so they did have that. Like when adoption day happened for my older four, especially because they understood, yeah. they were like, "We never have to leave you." Like that was <laughs> a big moment. Um, the other ones, oh. they were older, so they knew. I feel like they, and that's the thing that we have to. Another thing to address because. People kind of make the biological parents out to be the enemy, you know. But sure. these children, totally, that is their mom. Yes, yeah. will never ever speak negatively. Yes, yeah. even if I see a negative thing, even if I'm like frustrated, sure, right. that is their mom or their dad, and I will right. never say anything bad about them because they want to be home. Yes, and as a foster parent, I can't get upset about that. No, like I just I support that and yeah. love yeah. them through that, and yeah. hopefully, you know, obviously. 
I, I think that adoption and reunification are both beautiful because mm-hmm. what it means is that the kid has permanency mm-hmm. and they're where they're supposed to be. Totally. So it's not one or other is better. I love but that. I think that it, they're both beautiful. And That's really good. Way. I totally agree. That's really that was really well said. I just wanted to you know hear more thoughts on that because I think a lot of people, that's obviously yeah. one of their biggest fears mm-hmm. with foster. Is like, I'm going to get attached to this child. Yeah. And then, boom, they're gone in an instant. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you I right now, makes, that's always been my, yeah. my yeah, fear oh, with for foster sure. care. Yeah. I think it just makes me even feel a lot, you know, more at ease with that process. Yeah. Hearing that, like, you had time yeah, yeah, yeah. to shift your mindset. Like, for you had sure, time. It's not like one day, you know, you're, you know, falling in love with this child. They're falling in love with you. The next day, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because no. that's what it you feels know. like from the outside. Yeah. Right. That's the way so, stories are told. That's the way stories are told. You know, a lot of people struggle with the idea, like, okay, so like when you're a foster parent, you still, you could want them to stay with you forever and still support reunification. I right. know. You love the of course. Yeah, totally. So I feel whatever's like best like, for the child. If I say I want them to stay, then I'm a bad foster parent. Or yeah. if I, you know, yes. I feel like you can want both and support both, and you don't know what the end result's going to be, right. and be open to what the end result's going to be. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I will say, it is sad. Still, sure. you know, Absolutely. it's joyful mixed with, it's bittersweet. Totally. Because you're like, I love you're this child. You're grieving the loss of this child. Yeah. But yeah, and oh my gosh, there's so many emotions. Home. But more sweet than bitter. Yes. Uh-huh. At the point that you're returning them, it is more sweet than bitter. Yeah, that's good. As oh, that's really well put. Let me add this. As long as reunification is done right. Yeah. There are sure. situations where sure. it's not done. Sure. You know, in the best interest of the child. So I don't want. And it's hard to watch through a hard situation, and had to give a kid back where it doesn't feel. They're like, like, Kate, you don't know this story. Yeah, there's always those exceptions. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, so tell us, you wanted to adopt forever. You took. Tell us about like your biggest fears of what took you quote so long. Obviously, it was all a process, and you were living your life each day. But like. You always say, it took me so long. It took me so yeah. long to finally say yes. And, you know, you hear Lisa Harper's story where she wanted to adopt when she was, what was it, 40? And then someone at her, have you heard that story? Yes. Someone at her Bible study said, don't you dare, they need a father. And then, like, 10 years later, she adopted when she was 50. <laughs> yeah. Missy, the cutest yeah. little girl from Haiti. And then, um, so tell us about kind of your journey of what kind of your fears of what stopped you mm-hmm. from adopting and then what you finally jumped in. I think, obviously... Num- one of the number one fears is obviously being single right. yeah. financially okay take being an undertaking you look at all these like 25 to forty thousand dollars i know, know. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> yes. do that. and honestly the other thing is i did not realize when you adopt out of foster care it's legally free right yeah like i didn't pay yeah. any of my legal fees i didn't pay anything to adopt them okay fact, tell us all about that so you don't pay anything in fact this the state at least in idaho yeah. i cannot speak for every state awards you $2,000 per child you're adopting. So here's the money. They actually didn't give it to me, but the money's there. Is yeah. this monthly or one time? This is when you're adopting them. This is at the when At the end of the adoption. Like a stipend okay. for, to pay an attorney. To, so I, for my first you know, adoption, I adopted four. There was $8,000 allowed to me to use to get an attorney yep. to pay all the legal fees. Well, he ended up only using a portion of it. So then they said, well, what, can you give us a receipt of something that you've purchased to You're like, my minivan. Take- so I did. <laughs> Is that what you did, the minivan? Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up getting, I can't remember exactly, but it was like over $5,000 yeah. back that went towards to the my minivan. car. You have yeah. to prove like, hey, yeah. I purchased this big thing right. to take on yes. all these kids and they'll give you money back. So when you pick your lawyer, it just depends on how much the lawyer charges you. Totally. Right. So, in so find fact, a lawyer. I pay anything. I got money back. Okay. That's amazing. For the adoptions. Yeah. And obviously, as a single person, I'm providing everything. So right. that's really beneficial to me because I don't have to yeah. fork out Absolutely. money to do all those things. That's right. Paying the legal fee and they're adopted. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Okay, so you the finances were really terrifying. Oh, yeah. The you were single and single. you just kept yeah. thinking, oh, if I wait, maybe by this time next year yeah, I'll be with someone, sure. and then we'll oh, that's start the present. <laughs> yeah, this time next year. sugar daddy's this coming. Time. Yeah, this time next year. <laughs> and then I decided, you know what, I'm not gonna wait. So all of a sudden it yeah. just clicked. Well, I would say I I had a, a 2017 was my rough year. your hardest year of your life. Okay. Hardest year of my life. I call it my dark year because. Yeah. It really, like, I got kind of, like, my Wilderness. feet knocked out yeah. uh-huh. underneath me. Yeah. Everything I had ever known was gone. Yeah. And so I look at that year now as, like, a blessing. At the mm-hmm. time, it was not. Sure. It was terrifying. Yeah. I didn't have a job. Was, I remember. Yep. It was crazy. Yeah. 
But I remember getting to the end of 2017, and I my thing was always like I'd always say one day yep. I'm going to adopt. I remember even saying yes. this to you. Yeah. One day that's yeah. gonna be me, and I thought in my heart or my mind I thought my one day is now. Yeah. I cannot keep saying this anymore. It's mm. it regardless of everything lines up or not. Yeah. I'm going for this. Yeah. And I like I said I had people discourage me, and my thought was I. I'm going to do what God's put on my heart. Yep. And if God shuts the door, then he shuts the door. But my my job is to be obedient to what's really good to me. Yeah. Whether everything is lined up, finances. I mean, I was in a two-bedroom townhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't like everything was ideal. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I just went for it, and then things just started lining up. So that's a great point. Yeah. Not everything was ideal. Mm-mm. And what what would you say to that mentality, you know, of waiting yeah. until everything's ideal? Because you moment, this romantic moment yeah. of stability yeah, yeah, yeah. and relationship. Does that ever really and, yeah. I mean, right? Does it? Oh, up, I'm eating organic. But, all these yeah. things. My fitness. Yeah. I'm gonna. Sure. Everything's in line. <laughs> I think if we, if I've arrived, we wouldn't. If, if that was the case, we would be waiting for forever. Oh. You're yeah. never gonna be fully ready to take on children or you know biological children 100 right, right. Yes. Like you, you might be emotionally ready but financially you still got it. i mean totally. i feel like we were totally st- people would look to us and say we were so stupid because we were but we yeah we did it in naive. reverse almost but w- whereas now like we, we weren't financially ready you probably ready. look at your story too and we're like i can't believe i did that with the circumstances yeah. like oh my gosh that's yeah. kind of risky right. <laughs> but don't you almost feel like what so you're you know you're single you're in a two-bedroom townhome right and then you say yes, and then everything happens. Mm-hmm. Don't you almost feel like it takes that yes oh, to get everything in motion? Yes. Like that nothing comes into motion without that yes. You have to, you, Steve Harvey says you got to take that leap or that jump, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like you don't really know when you're taking that jump what's going to happen. Right. In order for it to happen, you have to take that leap of faith. That's good. And it's amazing what God does because if I didn't take it, I would still be single. Right. I am single. <laughs> I would still be <laughs> Single without children. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much fulfillment. I think like I just turned 40 this year and I think if I had approached 40, well, God was so good. I adopted my older four right before I turned 40 and the goodness of God, because if I had turned 40, still been waiting, I would have felt such an emptiness in my spirit Mm. because of my children. And like it expired. Yes. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm so far behind. Yeah. How am I going to catch up? All these things. Yes. But yet God and his goodness. I adopted my four children yeah. and shortly after my baby, but it's just amazing. Like I, I think like you have to take that leap of faith and you, or else you won't know what God has That's on good. the other side. That's really good. And don't be limited. Yeah. By circumstances. Literally. You take that leap of faith and go look at that Nissan Envy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, for real. See if it can happen. Oh my yeah, gosh. You and you know what's know. so neat take is your yes has invited so many other people into their yes. Obviously, you're um, on this journey of like unpacking a nonprofit and trying mm-hmm. to get, um, right. like, br- be the bridge with foster care and all this stuff. And so it's like, that's we've had that same feedback of like watching you do it. It makes me realize, 100%. oh, I can do it too. Yes. And it's like such a is fuel that of not courage. The best thing oh. Ever? Like when people write me and say, oh my gosh, because of you, I'm doing, I'm like, oh. what? Yeah. And I think of the children that I get to impact. Know. Like, yes. Isn't that what we're supposed to do is encourage other people? And I think I, my thing is people are like, always like, you're amazing that you did this. I'm like, I'm not amazing. I just said yes. To yes. What God called me to Literally. Do. So if you did that in your own yeah. life, what is God going to Also, do? if you saw me yeah. in the quiet moments, I yeah. don't know if you'd tell me I'm a lazy <laughs> <laughs> my hair is so oily. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we've eaten mac and when cheese for 12 shower? days straight. Even, like the things I did not expect a parent to appreciate the shower alone. Okay, right? so like, tell us totally. about that. I was just going to oh, say, tell, tell, tell us about that. And also tell us about what is a nighttime routine for five children? <laughs> you guys, I, I want to know about that. Say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I have not perfected a lot of stuff. You would think I have. Five, you have the six, the five-year-old uh, does the four-year-old. The four-year-old washes the three-year-old. I wish. <laughs> you work, are you working on that? Yeah, I need to do that. That's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> I, mm, I was just. This is funny. We're talking about it because I was laying in bed. My baby, she's the hardest right now. And I was laying in bed. And I'm like, I have not done well on bedtime so no one should ask because <laughs> it's like rough i'm like get back in your bed yeah get, get back, back in your bed. bed yeah totally and then you realize there's so many other people who are dealing with that oh i so know like, oh totally you know. you're like is it can i give my one-year-old melatonin <laughs> google's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. but it's so funny speaking of melatonin when my my six-year-old who turned seven 
um, who was reunified when she came to my house. She was like, I can't sleep without my little white pill. And I was like, white pill? Oh, no. no. (laughs) One of the first things you hear in in Foster. What do I need? I need the little white pill. Oh, shoot. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. No, I have not figured that out. I. So it's just chaos right now, which is fine. You know, right? it's like everybody you get learn. dressed, get your jam right. on, brush your teeth. I do everyone at the same time. It's just doom, boom, 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 boom. Even during COVID. Holy cow. And, and that's it. Hope they stay in bed. That's awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh. I feel like even, you know, for us with two children, I feel like <laughs> it's chaotic. You, you gotta, know, you so. gotta let go of those perfect moments. I think that you oh, want that you for think sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna be the ideal mom course oh. every day. Oh no! And you're like, no. it's like when even whenever we go to Chick Fil A, just between us, yeah. it's like. Oh my gosh, this is stressful. Yes. There's 12 children asking for chicken nuggets. Somebody has Chick Fil A sauce in their hair. No, yes, <laughs> like, right. gotta, gotta Everyone stares at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they, these kids don't yeah. look like their mom. Yeah. Who are these children? Who do they, <laughs> Who do they belong to? to? Yeah. yeah, that's what so I think funny. people say. I'm sure you guys get this. But they'll be like, uh, like if you're out and about, they'll be like, for me, they'll say, their dad must be really dark. Yeah. And oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Right. Actually, our people think that he's the biological. Even even in Liberia, people thought he that was, he was the father, and that he, you know, married a black woman, and that he that's where Bertie and Asa came from. That's what they thought in Liberia all the time. <laughs> they would say, "Oh, they look just like you," and then they'd look at me and think I was, like and me. I was like, "Nope, we're they're adopted from both of us." But yeah. it was pretty funny. Yeah, it is really it's funny. Like, the I assumptions, like, to just, like throw the. I don't know. It's just kind of fun because people people do ask. I will say the stupid questions in front of right. Children. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's like, can... like I know your intention is good. Totally. I don't want to like you know come at you but sometimes right. i'm like oh please don't say those things anymore. i know and i think like you know as an adult we you know we learned that there's like a place and a time to ask those yeah. questions yeah. and maybe you know walking up to a perfect stranger in front of their children and asking those questions isn't a good time yeah, oh good my time. word <laughs> one time one time <laughs> this lady we were down at the farmer's market and she asked us that question and then she asked me where are they from and I've kind of, you know, I've told, we've told Asa and, and Bertie their stories many times. Yeah. And so. It's not a secret. It's not yeah. a secret. So I'm totally comfortable with them answering. So I said, hey, Bertie, do you want to answer this lady's question? And I said, go ahead. You can, you know, ask, ask my daughter. And she goes, where are you from? And Bertie goes, Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there yeah, you have yeah. it. <laughs> That's our answer. But, it. Yeah, exactly. And it's also it's funny. Just, so I, just last night we were at the park and somebody came up to me and said, I just want to tell you, I'm so thankful these kids have you. And I'm like, yeah. if you kind of tilt your head right. and I get what they mean, yes. of course. Right. And it's, I know the sentiment of their heart is nice, yeah. but I'm like, my response is always like, I'm so glad I have them. Yeah, I, me too. Oh my gosh. Same. Are you kidding? I'm not this always. like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny how people but put just this. Just as much as like, you know, obviously we do hope we impact our children. Totally. Like, they have impacted ours. Big time. Way more. Right. Big That's time. what I always say. Like, yes. Yeah. I am not the hero here. These yeah. children are incredible. A hundred percent. Changed my life. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. I have one more go thing. On. I think we should. I have a million questions for it. Yeah. Sorry, well, something that keeps getting brought back up is Haiti. 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 Yeah. Haiti. You had a trip. Uh-huh. To Haiti. Is that back in 2018? 17. Oh, uh, no, what is, it was 18 because it was oh, a little bit of my training. training. Yeah, I had you're to right. think about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So back in 2018, you yeah. go to Haiti. What was that experience like for you? You know, was that pretty impactful in this whole process? Um, tell me about well, Tell I, me about I, Haiti. Okay. Now, now I have a heart for Foster, but I have this heart for these children in Haiti. So it was like torn in two ways so you were maybe thinking can i adopt I from haiti into, yes you looked i into remember it. Okay. too yes we, and it just it's really hard in haiti and i don't fully understand everything but you can't like specifically pick children right. they pick children for you of and course that I'm yeah against that but i'd fall in love with those four right and when you meet children you're like how can i now pursue something else sure I love sure those. and these were children that were at an orphanage they were at an orphanage okay yeah, yeah. yeah. one of them was actually deaf and i was like i remember i'm gonna learn yeah. sign language I'm yeah gonna, like i was like <laughs> you were ready oh it's just in love with her she was mm-hmm. just yeah. this beautiful girl you go to an orphanage and what they want more than anything is a mom and a dad it and was, so that played a huge part of you I mean, it just made an impact. Highlighted in my the life. need. Yes, and I feel like from that, um, 
kind of obviously I've always had a heart for a nonprofit and working in foster care and adoption, but it definitely birthed this idea of the nonprofit that I'm. I remember you came back so changed. Oh, so that fired you up. I would go back in a second, except for I have five small children. Yeah, (laughs) changes travel for sure. I'm still still in contact with some of the the people who work there. Yeah, check Mm. in with the kids and see how they're doing. Yeah, but yes, I I would encourage anybody. You go to a, a. of another country right. working in an orphanage and you realize just really how blessed we are in America. Oh, of course. And that, you know, even, you know, the right of every child is to belong. Right. That's and good. Every human. Every yeah. human. Yes. That's good. And like, that's, I, I feel like I would love to stir that in people's hearts. You know, mm-hmm. there is how many, how many? 143 million. 143 million children. Yeah, as right of now. last year. So with, yeah. now with COVID, probably even higher. Probably higher. Actually, I do think I read 147. It's wild. It's wild. I know. And I think what, I, we can also break that idea like, how I can't love someone else's kid. Well, the minute you get that kid, or you don't even have them in your arms mm-hmm. yet, right? right. Mm-hmm. You saw pictures of your kids, and yeah. like, that is my. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. crazy. It they look like you. Yeah. Genetics, absolutely. nothing matters like, yeah that child is yours yeah right regardless yeah. was your family supportive of all of your adoption from the get-go um, um, i remember when i got um so i have my first child i got is navy who's now five and then after i remember that, I her older brother and her little sister yes when i was in the process of getting them i'm fighting really hard with health and welfare like i want them yeah you know i'm single they're like are you is it too much and yeah like, it's not too much yeah yeah i told my mom i was getting essie who was the little yep. sister but not Knox because I didn't I knew my mom would freak out yeah so then by the time he got in my home I was like and I got the brother (laughs) that way people couldn't freak out and then with my baby Lyric when I got her I didn't tell anybody really because I didn't want anybody to just I remember when we found out about her at Chick-fil-A you knew about her before she was even born yeah the Lord had like spoken her to you yeah and told me her name yes and everything like I I (sighs) love that story yes and I could do you want me to share yes share the story so since I was 15 I've loved the name Lyric yes it's been my name it's because of a movie I watched and it's always been that name that's just always with me mom is pregnant I've now known her for about four months and we're just talking you know and I think the key to a good foster care experience is building relationship with the bio family. Of course. Mom and dad. So important. So she's telling me, and I'm like, do you know what you're having? And she said, a boy, based on something with the way she was pregnant. And I've never been pregnant, so I yeah. think it was like... Carrying high or heart like rate or something. Heart rate. I think yeah. it's the heart rate. And I was mm. like, oh, interesting. I turn around and I hear the Holy Spirit say, it's a girl and her name is Lyric. And I was like, huh. Like, interesting. I, you know, I'm not going to oh jump too far ahead. Sure. What does that mean? I don't know. Sure. So mom gives birth and has a little girl. She names her June. Two days later, I go meet her at Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A. I'm her. Chick-fil-A is For the spot. win. It's just a neutral. There. It's, it's like, so good. Also, two <laughs> days after birth? What a chance. Yeah, it was two days after. Or it might have been three, but it was right around Still, that. She was tiny. It's amazing. Tiny. And I'm holding her, and mom's sitting next to me, and I said, what's her middle name? Because I'm just obsessed with names. And she said the lyric. No, she didn't. Are you serious? I remember. I promise you. Every, I mean, chills. I have chills now. That is crazy. This is my baby. Yeah. Yeah. And you obviously don't want to say that, but it's just things lining up. Right. I already had four other of her children. Right. At that point. And four months later, she was in my home. So it's wow, that's amazing. It's crazy. I mean, I would have fought really hard for her regardless because it was their sister. Yeah, my kid's a sister, but I really fought because that word had been spoken over me and God. Yeah, the first time I had this, like, quick I hear from the Lord. Yes. (laughs) In 40 years, this is the most I've ever heard from no, the Lord ever. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> totally. Oh, and that name is just, I yeah. mean, no, I've never it? heard of anybody that wants to name their kid Lyric. Yeah. I've never met a kid named Lyric. lyric. Yeah. I don't know a Lyric. Yeah. I mean, that is so incredible. Yeah, it was just the most. That's amazing. Okay, this is going to be the last question, okay. and then I won't keep going. But tell me, you said one of the most important things just now of foster care or adoption is having a relationship with the bio family. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, whether yeah. if you have the opportunity internationally, yeah. domestically. So tell us, how do you foster a healthy relationship with a birth mom, even now after yeah. adopting um, these five children or even other placements you've had? What are the keys for you to be able to foster that relationship well? I would say being willing to acknowledge that they're this is their child. Yes. But I felt like when I got Navy, so I, I picked her up in the couple of days later I met mom. 
it's an it's really nerve-wracking oh terrifying like, like a job interview but gonna then also yeah me. like is she gonna hate me is totally she gonna love me i'm like i have her child in my home yes i remember her walking in and she started to cry and i just broke i was like my heart for her i think you have to have a heart for the biological parents you have to in order to have a good foster experience and i remember so she comes in she sees her kids she's hugging them and i'm like how would I feel if that was me? I cannot we've all imagine. Been through rough situations, maybe it hasn't been that extreme to where we've lost by our custody of our children. But right. how would I feel if I was going through something like that? Oh. So I got her phone number. Not that moment because I was like this, you know, sensitive moment. Right. Sure. But like that week, and I texted her pictures of Navy. That's and amazing. She responded to me like, "You're the first foster parent who's ever done this." Oh, I Thank just you. got chills. Thank you. Wow. And I was like, okay, now I know how to do this. Yes. So from there on, I just really tried to go above and beyond. You have visits each week with the biological parents, but I would be like, hey, we're going to get our haircuts. Do you want to come be a part of the haircut? Like oh, doing things that I you love don't have that. to do because yes. I felt like I want what's best for these kids. And including her and including is a part her, of that. Like imagine missing all those things. Sometimes she would show up, sometimes she wouldn't. Totally. So that was not up to me, sure. up to her. But you're so, extending the invite. Yeah. And then also through the process, I've gotten to know a lot of her family. It's amazing. And one of the sisters actually messaged me the other day. She lives in Alaska. I haven't met her. I'm meeting her in December. And she calls me her adopted sister, oh, which is such a beautiful what a gift. Yeah. She's like the sister I wanted my parents yeah. to adopt. Like, I there she is. Yeah, wow. Oh, so like that. it's all this full circle. Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even keeping. So my kids have, they're in a Hispanic family. So yeah. they have tons of relatives right? right tons of cousins right and i feel like they should that. not miss out on those relationships with their cousins especially i know how important cousins are yes because of something an adult did sure it should not affect them so right. i really tried to keep relationships with the cousins and the aunts and the uncles because that's amazing so yeah. So and they've just included you in oh yeah they've that's just invited me to birthday parties all of us and and I think a lot of people fear that, okay, if we get that close, right, if I get that close with, you know, bio parents, they're going to want to Start like parent decisions. and they they're going to want yeah, to co-parent. call all the shots and they're going to, you know, judge my parenting. Yeah. And I know that that probably has happened, Yeah. but has that, what has that been like for you? I haven't experienced that. Even their, their biological mom's always like, is this okay? Like, she said, like, can I give him candy? So she really honors you. Yes, oh, yeah. That's she amazing. Like I said, I think it comes from including her. Because you honor her. Yeah. There was never a competition of me or her. Yeah. I love that. Like, we're doing this together. I love to that. The children. That's amazing. Now, can you always do that? No, because it's right. every not. situation. Yeah. Exactly. I just was blessed with a situation that allowed that. Yeah. And the, the extended family has never overstepped. They have been so wonderful. That's so, so cool. Gosh. I may just have a really great family. I, I mean, I do. They they really do have a great family. But I definitely think it it starts with just being open and For sure. to yeah. build that relationship. You kind of yeah. set the tone as well. Because you could have set the tone the opposite way. Yeah. You where you could have set the tone where yeah. it was competition. Yeah. yeah. You're boxing Especially them out. And making it hard for them. Yeah. Right? Well, then, the state of Idaho is closed adoption. Yeah. So I don't have to keep in contact. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. Closed adoption. But I did not know that. You are allowed, as the, obviously, the adoptive right. parents yeah. decide to include what's them. Best. One of the suggestions was to take a year without contact. Yeah. And before I adopted them, I thought, maybe that's what we'll do. You know, sure. I, I don't know, but honestly, it just hasn't. This has just been a beautiful process. Gosh, that's amazing. And, you know, we haven't had to do those type of things. I feel like it's been really amazing for them. And we went to a, a a party the other day at the aunt's house, you know, a couple towns over. If you're not, if you don't live here, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But uh, a couple towns over, it's like 30 minutes away. And when we left, Knox goes, Mom, that was just so much fun. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, That's see, awesome. it's worth it. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. ran around with his cousin. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. That's so and cool. And I, I can experience lie. a little discomfort or uncomfortable. You know, it's yeah. probably uncomfortable the first few minutes, but all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm so glad we did this. And we're yes. fostering this relationship. Yeah. It's worth it to see the smiles on their face. Yes. And for them to keep those connections. That's awesome. When we were going through our second home study for domestic adoption um, in March of this year, or January of this year, that was the one thing that they were like, when your child is 18 years old or 30 years old, they will look at you and say, thank you for 
having a relationship yeah. with my parents or like yeah. things like, um, Oh, when I'm 14 and I'm at the doctor's office and they ask for medical records yeah. and then you yeah. could just text that. Thank you for fostering a relationship with my birth mom. So then you can text her and now have access yeah. to, right. Oh yeah, she had asthma or she had, yeah. you know, like little the things like condition. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Until you all of a sudden you have a closed adoption. You don't have access. You don't know where the I parent know. is. Yeah. You're like, honey, I'm sorry, but we, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I know those are sometimes situations we can't avoid, but right. I, I loved if, that. If you have if you the can, option, if yeah. you have the option, you should take, you know, Gosh. the opportunity. Yeah. Sure. It's I mean, so special. Obviously we're in a society that, um, people are identity. They, they don't know their identity. Totally. Whether you're adopted or not, people are yes. always trying to figure out who am I? Everything going on in the world. I mean, I am. Heavy, yeah. Right. And so, like, if we could at least give them some actual facts. Yes. Yeah. That's Good how time. much. This is where you come from. Like yes. And I don't want my kids to be like, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I came from. I don't know my heritage. I don't know. Yeah. I really want them to know. Yeah. Who they yeah. are, not only like biologic, but obviously the most important is who they are in Christ. Yeah. Right. So. If we can give them both. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So good. The best. <sighs> so I would say, from my own words, that you have overcome a ton of different fears yeah. and that you have walked not in the absence of fear, but in the face of fear and just been really courageous. One of the things you said that I loved was, I used to be led by fear, but now it's all about fullness. Yeah. And I thought... That is such a powerful statement. Yeah, so I just wanted to put that phrase up there yeah. because I thought it summed up a lot of what you've done. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening, yeah, I feel well. like that's just a really encouraging yeah. word. You're spitting <laughs> quotable, soundbiteable, yeah. just knowledge and philosophy and truth. Isn't it weird when so someone quotes your own words like, to you? Did yeah. I say that? That's good. It's good. It sounds good when someone yeah. says it. Yeah. Okay. So tell us where we can find you on Instagram for people um, all over. My name is it's just underscore Kate. And the reason is, is people always ask me, well, you have more, you're not just Kate now, but it's because people always ask me, is your name Catherine or Caitlin or whatever? Yeah. So I just have kept the name. Um, I've thought about changing it. I can't come up with anything. <laughs> no, it's just it's Kate so is hard. so you. In fact, Netflix, if you're listening, sign her. It's yes. just Kate would be a, na- a great name for a show. <laughs> I think part one, it's just Kate. Part two, five under five. Five under five. It's just Kate plus five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Potentially six. Yeah. Right? <laughs> six there, so oh my gosh. I'm just hoping to always, always be welcoming children. Oh, okay. I'm so inspired. Do you have any websites or anything else like a blog or anything? Mm-hmm. Just Instagram. I am. I will share. I'm working on a nonprofit. Um, so I, I guess I'll say the name. If they follow your Instagram, then yeah. they can follow the unfolding of that. Yes, it will. It's coming to fruition. fruition. Yes. yes. It's coming. It's, yes. It's many, many, many years in the making. And yes. its focus so, is foster care specifically? Yes, it's focused on like, I, my goal is to really encourage and inspire other people yeah. to foster. That's really amazing. The hearts of children in, in our community and their yep. community. And then there's other things that will come with that that are in the making oh. so, excited. Yes. so follow her instagram for the unfolding yes. of that and thank you for your time yes thank you for having me this was super fun